to be or not to be? That is the question. A horse, a horse, my kingdom for a horse. Don't be so dramatic. Hello and welcome to Don't Be So Dramatic. I'm Steve Bradley. And I'm Jason B. Moore. And today we are joined by a guest. We're Skyping across the pond to New York with a friend of Jason's. Yes. Raymond Corrado Knutson. Have I said that right? Yes, you have. Excellent. And Raymond, you're in the you're going to the Axes studio in New York. Yes, I'm studying an MFA program at the Actors Studio Drama School. Wow. So envious right now. It's unreal. Thank you. It's a lot of fun. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Worth the hassle. Yeah. <laughs> so let's, let's dive straight into it, uh, Raymond. So wh- where did it all start for you? When did you decide to become an actor? Is it something you wanted to do when you were a kid? I guess um, cognitively not until I was 16 when I actually got into drama school instead of music school. But my mom kept telling me that I was like putting on plays and acting my friends when I was a little kid and every birthday party I was at. So I guess it's something I've been into since I was a little kid. Um, right. I just didn't realize it until my teens when I was placed put in drama school instead of music school, like I said. <clears throat> so where was... I did my first production there and that was it. So where did you grow up then, Raymond? Where were you, where were you growing up? Well, I was uh, born in New Jersey and uh, moved to, the, to Norway with because my father's Norwegian. So we moved to Norway in 94. Okay. Uh, so I lived and grew up mainly in western Norway and in, in uh, Bergen. And how old were you then, Raymond? I was the year I turned 10. Okay, okay. Now that's interesting. And did you, did you pick up the language quickly? Unbelievably, it's because I know you are perfect, absolutely perfect. But did you you found it quick? Yes, absolutely. It's 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 strange because kids really pick up language fast, mm. very quickly. And I think it's because uh, I did um, I didn't study it exactly, but I did look into it a lot because there was a lot of kids I was teaching. Um, <clears throat> uh, back in Norway, when I was teaching drama school and stuff. Um, that were bilingual and they learned languages so quickly and I realized it's a lot because they just do what sounds right those, those monkey see monkey do yeah I was just going to I was just going to say music would music because obviously you music is a big thing for you as well I know do you think that makes a difference as in the sounds of language as well do you think that absolutely absolutely the, the way I mean we, everybody in acting have voice diction, all that stuff, and you notice how your throat will get sore or your muscles will get sore from practicing new techniques, and that's because you know the voice is a muscle, and the way we sound, we can train our voice to sound different ways, just like learning new songs, we can learn new languages. That's the way I learned, and that's the way I've seen children especially learn growing up, and that's why, of course, my mother, on the other hand, being an adult, had a tougher time learning the language because she didn't want to dive into kind of learning the sounds. Yeah. As a lot of adults do because of the feeling of judgment or not wanting yeah. to play, go out on a limb. And it's very different. I mean, uh, my <laughs> Norwegian is non-existent. And when I try <laughs> when I'm there, I just don't want to do it because I know my mouth, my mouth will move the wrong way. So it is a weird, it's mm-hmm. a very, and two very different languages. They are very different. And it's, um, uh, it's funny because the countries are so close to each other, but it's, yeah. uh, it's what it is. And that's Neighbors. whenever I'm there, I call you the American because to me you sound you're the American, <laughs> but obviously yes. you're Norwegian with your Bergen accent there, so um, it's interesting. Yes. So when you were you're growing up in Norway and you you did uh, you said you got into acting uh, acting drama school. Uh, what what kind of things did you do there? Mainly, uh, it was funny when I was uh, a teenager. 
uh, especially in performing arts high school, uh, I did a lot of doctors and lawyers and uh, <laughs> a lot of roles. Like for some reason, people kept casting me as that. And um, throughout, especially high school, uh, it was strange to be cast like that. But but that's where people <laughs> put me, and it it, it 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 could have given me some sort of expectation as to this whole type. Uh, rape, but I really couldn't get into that. So, and then I, uh, unfortunately, I was away from from acting for a while because I was in uh, compulsory service in the army, and and uh, I was teaching a little bit, just kind of like trying to find my way in my late teens. Mm. Um, and then, of course, I went to undergrad in a college that had um, drama and theater. I have a bachelor's in drama and theater from a, from a college, and that's when I really started acting again in my early twenties, and kind of broke that uh, lawyer doctor. <laughs> convention and did a couple of different things there was, it was i mean it was still the the, the male kind of the, the the dramatic male deal of, of acting was always where i got placed and uh i i kind of went with it for a while and then of course uh feeling in the theater that jason is involved with and where i met jason they've given me a completely different skill set because um that's they, they produce shows for children and for families, so I played uh, all kinds of crazy characters, foxes, dressed up as foxes. Of course, I was in uh, Bob Cratchit and, and, and Jason's uh, Christmas, Christmas Carol they did there. Yeah. And I played a 90-year-old man, yeah. Robert's daughter. You remember that? Yeah, yes, of course do, with your bald cap on, yeah. <laughs> if yeah. the bald cap didn't fit, I was, gonna, I was ready to shave my head. But yeah, <laughs> well, so you're a character actor as well. Uh, <laughs> Yes, I try. It's that's that to me is is, is the challenge. You know what I mean? Mm. That's uh, to me more challenging. Like even I, I like to tend towards comedy as well because I, I just feel like I fit into comedy very easily. But mm. I try to do things that are off type as much as I can. You know, just uh, I'm still testing my boundaries because I do feel like I thought it late. A lot of my friends and a lot of my my peers that I'm, I've always been around, I've always been reading plays and their parents would take them to the theater and they have this huge background from when they were kids from mm. knowing all kinds of different theaters and plays and characters and I don't have that background. So I'm basically a little kind of finding my way. I think that's Still. a good th I actually think that's a, a good thing because, uh, because you're going in it fresh, you're going in it new instead of necessarily knowing every character in every play and... Yeah. Uh, you know that's a, that's a different thing. So just thinking, so you're doing the stuff in Norway and, and doing all that stuff. When did you suddenly thought, hang on a minute, I want to I want to take it further. I want to not not necessarily act a studio yet, but I want to want to take this a bit more than 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 what's happening. What what yeah. made you come to that decision? I uh, uh, actually was uh, thinking about it for a while because I have dual citizenship. So being American and Norwegian, I can work both here mm -hmm. and in Norway and. I was getting to the point where, because I was 27-ish, and I was starting to think that if I don't do this now, then I'm never going to do it. Hmm. Um, and of course, a great opportunity arose the spring of 2012, it must be. No, I'm sorry, the fall of 2012, when the um, New York Film Academy came to Bergen and held auditions. And uh, I, that was in November of 2012. And I went to audition for them, doing my very first monologue in English ever. I had never acted in English before. Wow. And it just felt so... Because I had never thought of English being my mother tongue, my first language. Yeah. My first form of expression being uh, so important to me, so vital, because I had learned Norwegian and I feel Norwegian uh, culturally. Mm. But auditioning with a piece 
that was in a language I've spoken since birth. It just sparked something. It was very different from from doing what I what I've been doing in Norway and in Norwegian. And um, they loved the audition. They offered me a scholarship to go to school, but I couldn't really afford to go there because <clears throat> it's a private school and it was um, not. It wasn't supported by the Norwegian student loan bank institutions, etc. Right. Oh, that's when I figured in November, I figured if I was going to do it, I, I might as well do it right and go right for the school I really wanted to go to, which was the Actors Studio Drama School, mm. um, because of just the names that were there and the the, uh, the environment of people, the way they the way they view the work and the way they dedicate themselves to the work. Um, just really, really, I was awestricken by it. And I sent an application. They invited me to audition in April of 2013. Uh and that was actually the second audition I ever went to in English. <laughs> and uh, went in there, did my deal, and I had about a half hour. It was a working audition, so I did my monologue. Um, and then I was given a few tasks by the chair of directing, who was my jury member, uh, Andreas Monolakakis. And um, they let me know right there. They said, you just got to come back in September. We want you wow. in. That's wow. brilliant. That's, so, I mean, that's brilliant because nowadays here in, in London at drama schools, you have, back, you have recalls and you have interviews and you have blah, 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 yeah. blah. But that's just wham, bam, thank you, get it, do it, which is brilliant, which is brilliant because especially, obviously, you know, your life is still in Bergen, your home, so you can straight away start thinking about what happens next, even though obviously you've got family in Jersey and, and mm-hmm. grew up there. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So, what, what was that like coming over? You actually you had to come over to audition for them. You had to actually get a flight over and and go to the centre. And, yeah. And what was that? What was going through your mind when you were coming over? Were you just because I mean that's quite a big commitment. Obviously, you've got family in Jersey, but it's still quite a big yeah. commitment just to come over and audition. Well, absolutely. I mean, considering I'd only been over to see the rosy glory side of the United <laughs> States. I mean, I only went over to see them, my family, in the summer. And that's where, you know, you, you, you have your shorts and your flip-flops and you go to the beach. And that's what I, what I know. Mm-hmm. Um, coming over in April and knowing I'm going to work, mm-hmm. that was a really, really strange feeling. And not only, not only going to work, but going to work in New York. I'm going there to do a job. Yeah. Um, I, I had a very clear mission. And it was extremely exhilarating. I loved it. I, I just, I, I felt prepared. I felt ready to do this. And I remember... Um, going to see some of the rep season plays, which is the third year, the fat final semester of the third year. Uh, they have repertory season, which is basically all of the scenes that the third year actors have been working on on their own and in collaboration with the playwrights and the directors of the program get together and they have uh, a show in the downtown theater right off Broadway. <clears throat> and I was fortunate to be in New York for one of those rep weeks. And I actually went to see a couple of the scenes that they were working on. And I remember just thinking uh, that this is a completely different bubble. It's a completely different mm. league. This is not, it's, 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 the, it's the complex of the superhuman feelings. You know what I mean? Yeah. The people yeah. that you know about but don't know. And I went to see the, the scenes in the rep. And um, I remember sitting in the, that was the Thursday before my audition. I remember sitting on the front row, seeing some of these scenes, thinking, wow, these are people just like me. There's men and women just being real, being truthful and doing, you know, doing what, what they, they've trained to do. Brilliant. And it was very inspiring. It helped me in the audition as well. I'm really glad I went to do that. It prepared me even more for the audition. Mm. It got me even more hungry to want to be here and do this. And in this particular program, because of course, Juilliard, NYU, anything else is very different. I mean, all the different programs are different. This particular 
curriculum is a very specific curriculum. So right. um, it just got me more hungry to do that, to do that exact thing. Mm. So uh, first thing I want to ask quickly is what piece did you uh, audition with? I auditioned with um, a monologue from Edward Albee's uh, play, Tiny Alice. Right. Uh, there's a scene where he, I don't remember the name of the character. He was, um, he basically its gets together with this patron, uh, woman, the, 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 the matriarch character of the play. Um, and he's a younger fellow who basically can, Confesses a stint in um, in a mental institution uh, a while back because there's a hole in his let's call it a hole in his resume and he's uh, finally built up the feeling of trust and security to tell her about what happened um, and there's a, there was a lot of juice to carry in it because I, I wasn't sure whether or not he had uh, he could trust her completely I didn't know completely if 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 the character was. Was I, how am I going to say it? I, I couldn't know the rest of the movie. And that was a very interesting way to approach it. And I guess it was an original way towards what the, and other interpretations they'd seen because they liked it. Well, that's interesting because um, it goes back to what you were saying earlier about not, going to, not, not having necessarily a history of seeing plays and knowing plays. Because of, that's an example. You took your own choice and they liked that yeah. because they thought, oh, this is not interesting. Whether if it had been a well-known piece or something, you may have made a decision on knowing it from history. But that's yeah. that's and that's what's brilliant and fresh and good. And that's obviously what. Absolutely, I did. Yeah. I did try to throw some uh, throw some curveballs. That's <laughs> started to become my signature around here. Okay, that's good. So then you uh, so then you got in. Then what? Uh, what was it like turning up on that first day? Like what? what? It was unbelievable. I we were there was there's it's a very big let's call it family very big program. Um, there's forty people in the program all or per class. There's actors, directors, and playwrights in the same class training together as actors. Wow! A very very unique experience. And the first day of orientation, we had. Um, it was just getting my bearings, figuring out what this was all about, who all these new people were, you know, what 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 is expected of me, what can I expect? And uh, we had an orientation where uh, James Lifton, who was who was the dean of the of the program, uh, also the host of the uh, yeah, Inside we, the Actors Studio. Yeah, we all know James. <laughs> Good old James Lifton. He had um, a, he held a speech uh, in you know only a way. James Lipton can can hold speeches, and I remember toward the end of the speech, him quoting that something along the lines of walking up to a ledge, peering off, and daring to take the leap, mm. and trusting that you'll fly. Yes, and uh, it was very profound. It was a very profound moment because having that man look at each and every one of us and say, "We are invested in you as much as you are invested in us." was a feeling it was a feeling of coming home <clears throat> uh, wow. in a way I would have never expected because this is New York I mean this city is <laughs> it's a cutthroat place and having this feeling of people who actually are genuinely invested in in the craft and helping you create your own path in the art form is, is it was very unique and it has been ever since to me it's 
So that hasn't wavered. That hasn't wavered. Not, not at all, which is very strange because you'll see, uh, and in 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 the outside world where I've gone on an audition or two now since I got here, you can tell the standard business practice. You know what I mean? The the business of it. The the. Mm the cutthroat, the walking over anybody to get where you want to be. And that's not what it's like even at the studio or at here at school. Mm. Um, people are just, I mean, bunkered down and doing the work for dear life. And I think that's a part of the spirit of the actor's studio that's kind of poured over into the, the MFA program. And I'm sure they've done it on purpose, which is <clears throat> the studio is a sacred place for actors to go and work mm. without the eyes of of critics of the audience yes and, um, so you can be you can be creative uh within the family so to speak which is something i go on and on about be creative together to learn together to trust together to be together to go together <laughs> so absolutely absolutely yeah. that's and that's a lot of the spirit of what we mm. what we do and how we work and it's uh that was very unexpected to me because i had also i'd read up on a on uh, method acting in undergrad. I'd read up on the studio mm -hmm. and I knew that it was, the words and the name of it was prestigious in the people and, but I didn't really know that uh, they actually meant this to the level they did. I, and Bradley Cooper, who's uh, graduated I think 10 years ago-ish from, from the school, mm -hmm. he was at an interview and said um, that the Actors Studio Drama School just is a sacred place. And that's exactly what it is. I, I, I didn't know what he meant at the time when I read it. And <laughs> coming here and understanding absolutely what he means. It's just a sacred place for you to come and train and work and try and fail with some of the legends. These peeps, some of these people were there when when uh, Kazan or yeah. Strasberg or Meisner were, yeah. <laughs> were doing, doing their thing. Mm. Doing their th they were there in the room mm. at the studio with them. And it's just so inspiring to learn from from that link, that exact and direct link. Okay, good. So, that, so you've told us the sort of spirit and the feel and the whole what the whole sort of things about. What is your daily, daily or weekly life like, classes wise at the studio? What's 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 it like? Because I'm, I'm, uh, interest, well, I'm interested to know compared to what we have. Obviously, I mean, obviously we have different types of drum schools here in London. But it's, but I know I'm interested to know what what your program is about. The basic curriculum of the school um, looks a lot like it would on a classic Stanislavski training program. There's technique class for acting, there's movement, um, and there's voice, mm. uh, as well as electives, which uh, is dance for us. This year we have West African dance. It's a very interesting genre to partake in. Mm. And um, so usually the week is we have a session in the morning and a session in the afternoon, sometimes a session at night. So and, and it's alternate. So like Mondays we'll have Mondays and Wednesdays will be movement and theater history, which is also another class we have, by the way, the first four semesters. Um, Tuesdays will be dance for those who have West African dance, um, voice and speech and basic tech so it's kind of set up a little bit like the run uh, the Stanislavski framework except mm. it's uh, the method yes. is taught yeah. through basic tech classes and of course there's an extra class which is very exciting I was fortunate to be able to choose whether I wanted to take it or not and of course I jumped right on the opportunity they have a class called NAS um, which is technically neutral American speech 
but it's not neutral American speech anymore. It's uh, basically a phonetics and dialect and accent class um, that builds on the voice work we're doing in the other classes and adds um, the knowledge and curriculum of uh, phonetics and dialects and different accents from not only around America, but from around the world, because we also have a lot of people from around the world in our program and in NAS, they actually link us to each other. So we can work on Russian dialect. We can work on Australian dialect. We can work on different accents of England mm-hmm. and even South uh, specific areas of, of the UK. Yeah. Uh, and, and as well as different areas around the United States. Okay. Uh, it's a very interesting class. I, that's one of my absolute favorites. And weekly, I'm in school daily, probably between 8 and 14 hours a day, depending on the workload. Partially because I have to commute so far to go back and forth from Jersey, but partially because I love it here. And also because um, there's a lot of reading. There's a lot of um, uh, rehearsal. There's a lot of work to be done. So it's a real, you're really soaked up in it completely. Completely Absolutely. soaked up. Yeah. And reveling and rolling in it, which is a brilliant, brilliant thing. Absolutely. And it's not in the way uh, where you'll be kept at school just to be kept at school. You won't yeah. be, you're not held at school for 15 hours because something is inefficient. It's all really well planned and well made. And all the classes are, are uh, I mean, they hold a level of an MFA program, of course. Um, and they give, make you want to stay. They make you want to do the work even more than just inside the room, just inside the black box, because not only having homework assignments and tasks, but like this semester we're starting uh, working on scenes for a scene festival, which is in May, and uh, I've already been asked to be in one of the director's pieces. Great. Uh, on top of my own scenes, as well as just going through monologues and working on sensory elements for class, and of course theater history, which is... Um, very interesting. It's also very theoretical, and I've never been, I've never been very good at that. But it's it's getting there. This is the third time I have theater history. I'm starting to figure it out. So, what are the the kind of key things that you've definitely picked up by being there since you've been there? What kind of things have you gone? Oh my God, that is a revelation. Has there been anything specific that you can say to us, or is it just general knowledge and growth? I mean, specifically was- thinking from Bob. Cratchit to now, what's changed? <laughs> oh, there you go. That's a good one. From Bob Cratchit to now, what's changed? Um, the element of play, and not in the word necessarily of children spinning a wheel down a street, but the element of play, the element of looking at your scene partner, of not being aware of where you are, um, and playing throughout rehearsal, playing throughout what you're doing, being aware of, of everything that's going on, not being locked in a block, not being locked in... Uh, a certain way of doing things because this is a completely new uh, set of tools for my toolbox let's call it that and it's a completely different method uh, compared to other ways I've worked and not being locked and thinking this is the one way things have to be mm. uh, is has been a revelation for me because I've tried things in the past and I remember doing roles and let's use Rob Cratchit as an example um, I remember using certain tools for, for working on on Bob Cratchit that just weren't working for me and knowing now I would have had more tools to use and they might have even worked thinking back on it because there's a certain aspect of that particular character that I could have used certain elements of method work on that would have actually strengthened 
my understanding and made him a better character. And in other things, like in uh, doing work, you know, a, a acrobatic fox for, for Pinocchio is not going to be the same because I couldn't, there's a different element to it. It's, it's a very physical way of doing things and it's not necessarily the exact tool I would use. So learning that was very profound for me, that there are different tools, learn as many of them as you can and so that you can choose, you know, instead of being bunkered down and thinking, no, this is the one way, this is the right way of doing things. Because I think that'll that'll lock you more than it'll. That's amazing. So I, mean, I, I, I Steve just told me to shush because I'm going yes, yes, really loudly because I'm going yes. But it's, so that's just just brilliant, just brilliant. So you, uh, how how long are you is it a, is it a three year three years like we have here or what is it? It's a three year program, okay. so it's um, pretty. It's longer than your regular master's programs. Okay. And how? So sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say that's that's it. It's a three-year program, and um, it leads to an MFA in acting. So how many day are you every day? Is it how, how many days a week is it? It's five days a week. I'm in every day. I'm every day, right. And yeah. um, how does it work with, like, having a life outside of it? Do you have a life outside of this? Do you get to go <laughs> out? Like, what, what kind of demands does it put on your social life? Well, I try very hard. <clears throat> um, it's a... Part of what they also tell you when we're here, which is make sure you cultivate your outside uh, relationships. Don't um, yeah. just cut them off because it's very easy to do that when you get caught up in, in the work that's going on here because it's so extensive and you're here for so long. Uh, I understand what they mean. I haven't figured it out quite yet. I don't really <laughs> do much besides school. I mean, I do. Uh, I go work out. I uh, try to go see shows because, I mean, we're right here in the center of it. But, of course, that, you know, and usually with student tickets, it involves you standing in line in the morning. And I can't stand in line in the morning, so I don't get to see stuff as often <laughs> as I wish to. <clears throat> but we do have long breaks, which is strange. We, um, they have the entire month of January we had off, no school. Wow. Um, we end in May, and we don't go back until September. So the summer is extremely long, so... Um, I think it's kind of the way I've always worked, which is intense work for a period of time and then nothing for a while, you know? It's just, it's about making sure that I think the relationships that are outside of school don't, you know, grow cold while we're here so that you can kind of cultivate them more when there's time off. And also it's real life, which is what you're portraying. (laughs) Well, yeah, right? Absolutely. That's exactly what it is. (laughs) It's real life. Yeah. So, if you don't mind me asking, how much does it cost to go to the actors' studio? If that's all um, right to ask. Well, sure. It's a rather pricey program because it's, I guess, just because it's a rather pricey program. They want sixteen thousand dollars every semester, so that's pretty serious. Wow, that's quite. But like uh, they say, it's an investment. The time mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. you know, you can't. The money you're going to get back eventually. You know, the time here is you're not. So, yeah, to me, it's worth it. Yeah, I, I, totally. I'm, on a very selfish note, I'm very excited to to see you soon and 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 just talk and see what the, what the difference. Yeah, we've told us the difference, but I'm so excited to mm-hmm. to, to learn more because um, you know, obviously, I know you and I know the kind of guy and how and how you take it seriously anyway. So. It's very interesting and very exciting, and I just think I'm so, when you told me you got in, I, I I think I raised the roof because I was so happy for you because I, I knew it was what you wanted and yeah. and it was the right step for you to go from where you were. So I just 
I just think just more brilliantness will happen for you, and I'm so happy about that. <laughs> Absolutely, and thank you. And I'm like, I, there's there's a, there's a shout back for that one too because you did help me in a lot of ways, Jason, in uh, in uh, getting to, through to this program, both when it comes to um, you know to, daring to 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 get out of your own way and let the story speak, yeah. uh, and being just there, being yeah, in the moment. Being in the moment. Uh, well, that's what the family needs to, looks after each other for. So that's what it's about, you know. Absolutely, and thank you for it. it it's it's wow. paying off, and I think about it every day. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, that's that's nice. That's nice. Thank you. <laughs> Um, okay, cool. Well, to save our internet maybe dropping out again, maybe we'll call it a day there. Um, okay. So that is it's blown my mind, really, and I'm just so incredibly jealous and envious of <laughs> your situation, and I, I, I think you'll do great. Um, you sound like a really great guy, and I'm sure you'll get so much out of it. And uh, for anyone else out there that may be listening, I'm sure you'd all be the same as me, that you just think that... It's the ultimate, right? It's got to yeah. be the ultimate to be well, able to go there. Well, he'll be coming here to work anyway because he'll be week with me working at some point again. I'll, Good. I'll be, I'll be back working. He'll be back in London. I can't wait to meet yeah. you, Stephen. Yeah, yeah, you too, you too. <laughs> well, we'll have a, we'll have a proper live, uh, live show without uh, any internet connection trouble. That and uh, we'll do it. We'll do it then. <laughs> so um, that's it then for this episode. Thanks, uh, Raymond, uh, for giving us an inside inside into insight into the inside the inside studio. of the actor's studio <laughs> thank you York. guys thank you gentlemen so uh it's all right so is there anything else to say uh no i'm very happy <laughs> me too, me too. yeah i had a great it was a good session thank you guys it was a lot of fun no problem nice okay. from you talking to you that's great well the, so thanks everyone for listening for uh our show i'm steve bradley i'm jason b moore and i'm ray carado and don't be so dramatic <laughs>